This is Mary Celeste Bell. Welcome to the Blackberry Podcast, where we'll dive into stories and knowledge of the incredible people that are part of the Blackberry story. You'll hear from longtime friends, amazing visiting personalities, and our own inspired team members. Fire Tower executive chef Joel Warner knew from an early age that his future was in the kitchen. On this episode, Joel shares with Andy Chabot about growing up cooking with his family, where his adventurous spirit has taken him, and how his Blackberry journey has evolved from line cook at the farm to executive chef at the mountain. Hello, I'm Andy Chabot, and I'm back at Blackberry Mountain today to talk with our executive chef of the Fire Tower, Joel Warner. Joel, thank you for being here for the Blackberry Podcast today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So I always like to start with a little bit of um, backstory. 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 So where are you from? Anybody that knows me, Cincinnati, Ohio. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're proud of that. (laughs) Skyline chili, baby. Um, Cincinnati, Ohio. uh, Grew up there. Went away to culinary school in Charlotte, Johnson, Wales. Wow. Let's let's go back, back again. So... You yeah. grew up in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, why'd you go to culinary school? <laughs> what what drew that, that, you to the yeah, whole so, industry? Well, where do we start there? I guess it would start, you know, like really at a super young age. <laughs> I remember like digging potatoes in my grandfather's garden, uh, eating plates of squash flour uh, that my grandmother would fry. Super simple batter, but yeah. it's delicious. And like eating like canned beets that she would can, never wanting to ever eat another like beet out of a Del Monte can yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. that my mom would open up is actually, <laughs> you know. Did, did, uh, so they live in Cincinnati as well? They did, yes. Okay. Yeah, he had a huge garden. And then I was just always like drawn to the table, I guess, in some kind of sense. And then <clears throat> as I got older, Strangely enough, like after my uh, dad retired, he got really into like the Food Network. Oh, really? So, <laughs> so what was on the Food Network in those uh, days? God, it was like, like Boy Meets Grill, Bobby Flay, okay, okay. Uh, Emerald Live, like the heyday. Like, yeah, those the food were network. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> and it got to the point where we would look up recipes, and then we would just start making. Cool. Like, like we would cook dinner, like probably like two or three nights a week. Oftentimes, I had. Decided at 15, I got my first like kitchen job. My brother was like, oh, do you want to come wash dishes here? And I said, sure. And then... Huh. So just, your brother was working there? He was working at like some kind of like summer gig, like gotcha. kind of a small pub. So I went and I washed dishes, and it was always, for me, the lure to get away from the dish pit to get to the hotline was kind of like the draw, if you will. Right. So from there, as I, I met some chefs at, like, I think it was like 16, mm-hmm. and um, like... The CIA came to town and like on a recruiting culinary, yeah, kind of a thing, the culinary institute, institute not the obviously. not the spies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they came to town. Like we went down to the Masonette, which was like Cincinnati's yeah, yeah. only like five star, five diamond for like for, I don't know. Who was the chef? Uh, oh, Robert. The, yeah, Jean Robert. He yeah. uh, actually still has um, you know I think a few restaurants in Cincinnati. Anyways, so yeah, we went down, we talked to them, and then um, I just, I, some reason I got this, like, lean towards Johnson & Wales because they, they were really selling this, that it was a university, and that, you know, I was also getting an associate's degree. Right. So, that was the lure, and, you know, thankfully, um, I guess it was maybe, like, my uh, dedication to cooking at home and 
kind of uh, you know hard work that my dad was like, yeah, you can go to Johnson Wales. My mom was like, no way, no way. You're staying here in Cincinnati. You're going oh, to really? local culinary school. So it was a push. Um, but yeah, then I ended up in Charlotte. And yeah, there it was. So all right. So what was that experience like? That experience was it was uh, it was fun. Was it fun? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So culinary school, we were just part of the first graduating class from from uh, the Charlotte from campus. The Charlotte campus. It was the first year that it had opened after they shut down uh, Charleston. Uh, I think. Like, gotcha. So that's when they right? moved from yeah. Charleston. They said they moved yeah, or something. Okay. Yeah. So that was like that was originally like where I was going to go. I was going to go to Charleston. I was excited. Right. I was like, oh, what a man, cool city. Charleston, yeah. Cool city. Charlotte actually turned out to be a ton of fun, bank town, some great small restaurants that I was fortunate enough to work in. I had some people, you know, kind of take me under their wing there and uh, a lot of work yeah, and a lot of school. It was school and work. What so, was the curriculum like then at Johnson Wales? It was good. You know, it was your classic. It was uh, stock sauces and soups, yeah, nutrition, fundamentals, breakfast, gush, yeah. cookery, new world cuisine. Kind of like the block food. you like you do. Yeah. 15 was, days, 15 days kind of a thing? It was, it was nine days gotcha. straight, and you weren't, I think you were only allowed one absence. If you missed, then I mean, I never missed a class. Though, right. But, I'd, I'd expect nothing less. Yeah, then, you, <laughs> then you, uh, you failed out of that. So, But, no, it was uh, it was great. A lot of great teachers. You know, it was, it was funny. I went back two years ago yeah. uh, on a recruiting trip, ran into some of the old uh, professors, and yeah. they were like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's sort of it, interesting been a while, to like, see it know, from that side. Yeah, well, it was just funny to, like, go back and, like, you know, still, like, see them and you know they remember you and you remember them cool. it was kind of uh that was kind of fun that's cool but, uh, yeah all right so you graduated yeah you know with great honors i'm sure yeah being such a dedicated uh, was, student yeah, was, uh, what would you do next what was your next step and so i the next step was as i timed it out i think uh i i love the way i timed it out um because uh <laughs> What it was is I got to go on my internship the last right. the last semester. So Johnson it was Wills like, allows that. I'm yeah. done. Like yeah. this is it. I'm going into the real world. I'm going to work. Went down to Key West, and uh, <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah. That was a uh, very good time. Uh, again, a lot of work, and then a lot of play <laughs> yeah i think you know this is a podcast so everyone can't see your face yeah. but they can probably hear it yeah, in your yeah, voice you have a really big same. smile yeah. on your face when thinking yeah, about key west yeah. what, what did you, where did you work what was the job uh, so i worked at the uh hilton key west resort and marina since like changed to the west end and sure. then, as they all kind of do down there you know I think it's like Margaritaville now, honestly. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. It could be. No, so it's... you were a line cook? What, what were you yeah, doing? Yeah, it was um, <laughs> funny story about that. Like my first day on the job, it was just one of the kind of everything you, you know, I I was the intern. Mm-hmm. Put away the produce, whatever, help put away this, do that. I needed to peel this. I needed to do that. Help, you know, make the guacamole or whatever. So the first week they put me on it was busy season so they put me on banquets <laughs> first first uh you know actual like pulling out a knife and i went to clean the knife with a towel and as slice many your hand young cooks do <laughs> often uh just slice my finger like wide open i'm like six band-aids on it you know gloving up and i'm like yeah i'm ready to go chef i'm ready to go <laughs> but uh yeah that was a uh, that was a great great learning experience i think that 
like seeing the fresh kind of Florida cuisine, like, yeah. you know, I was like, like wheel the cart down to the dock to get these huge loins of tuna or mm-hmm. mahi. And it's, I, I try to explain to everybody, it's like, mahi, when it comes right off that boat, is this beautiful, opaque, yeah. like, it is like, it's flesh, you know? And then you see it in here in East Tennessee sometimes, and it's like, it has evolved. <laughs> it is tan. So that's yeah, a good, good lesson in quality of fish. I think was yeah. uh, was kind of cool down there, and that was fun. And just the unbelievable eclectic personalities. People. The, yeah, the people. I mean, I'm telling you, if you haven't been to Key West, it's like going to another country. Yeah, and I think that's well, part of the allure. Is that what drew you? What drew you to Key West? Yeah. You just I wanted mean, it was s- like, something completely different? Because, I mean, your I'm mom a, didn't want you to go to no, Charlotte. Yeah. So. I'm a Florida man. I, I yeah. love I love the beach. I love the ocean. You know, anytime yeah. you can kind of... For me, if there's sun and there's sand and there's water You feel good nearby, about that? I feel pretty good about that situation. So Okay. So yeah. how long are you there? When, uh, so it was about four months. So it was your it was your internship. That was it. And it Went came to an end. graduated. Okay. So you had to go back to actually graduate. Did. And then, and then what was the next step? What did you want the next step to be, or what was it? Well, it was already it was you know it was already planned. It was already planned. Um, me and my buddies, you know, from culinary school, we'd already decided we're moving to Colorado. We're moving to Denver. All right, here we go. We're going backpacking, and you know, whatever hindsight's twenty twenty. But you know, I mean, <laughs> shit. I, I had a I had an offer, you know, to stay. Yeah. <laughs> in Key West, but. Yeah, you know, life is a great journey. And, it is. Uh, so I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. But, so you uh, moved to Denver to to go backpacking or to go work yeah, and thought, backpack I, on honestly, the side? Yeah, you know, I thought it was going to be a ski bum, and we were going to, you know, head up to the mountains all winter, and different plans in life, you know, happen, and I had a massive, was in a massive car wreck, and shattered my femur, and broke my wrist in like three spots, so... Uh, wow, year of Colorado kind of ended up as a uh, a year of recovery. Yeah, huh? uh, like I was back in, I was back in Cincinnati. You went back, back to Cincinnati. I had yeah. to go back for three months to kind of rehab and all that stuff. And life throws a lot of curves. Huh? Yeah, it sure <laughs> so, does. <laughs> so you were on the mend, I guess. Things yeah. obviously turned out well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but where did you go? What happened? Well, I stayed what happened out there. Um, stayed out there in um, in Cincinnati. No, oh. I, I went back to Colorado. Gotcha. Um, so we stayed out there. We finished out our lease, and then you know, as life evolves, just kind of found my way back to Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Found myself back in Cincinnati in this weird spot. Like I was like, man, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do, where I'm gonna go. So I ended up at a uh, catering company, mm-hmm. which uh, was actually a very great learning experience. I was, I think at this point I was like 22. I worked there for like three months and then I got promoted to sous chef. Kind of seeing like we did so many, if you're familiar with Cincinnati, there's this very wealthy neighborhood, Indian Hill, Mm -hmm. like some big homes and whatnot. We would do a lot of in-home catering. It's almost like private chefs. Yeah, like we do here. Yeah, so we would do that and that that was a fun experience. Yeah. And then... We were also responsible for, um, there's a very large tennis tournament in Cincinnati that we would do every year. That was volume. Was it fun? That yeah. was volume. That what, was, like, 
intense. Like, how much? What were you doing every day? What was the volume? Uh, I was getting there around like six in yeah. the morning and leaving sometimes around like eleven thirty at night and yeah. wash repeat for like two weeks. Wow. And I mean, we had everything from the players' lounge to the private, you know, tents with did all, it all parties going on, and we were we were doing it all. And um, you know, you're talking about we're hiring like help like we have temp agencies yeah. just peeling carrots shredding carrots what you know and then you would have like your core group of people who would right. you know put together these things and stuff like that but yeah that was a lot of fun and then you know i had had enough of catering and was like all right yeah, yeah this, is, this is good well lasted and then that's when i left there and I went to work at Via Vite, and that's huh. where I found my mentor, Christian Piatoso. Shout out, Christian Piatoso. <laughs> Man, it's hard to put into words like how much that guy uh, taught me everything from like business aspect to um, actual skills to um, just you know everything about the restaurant that there is. Right, and uh, and, and the restaurant. I mean, the name is overtly italian it yeah, was an italian yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously um via vite was a play uh vite life via is road so via vite we were on vine street so yeah i was there for um i think about what was it, almost five years you know the day that the day that i got hired i said to him i said I said, all right, so I'm taking a big step here because, I mean, I was working at a catering company. I was making, making money. decent money. I was making, I had health insurance, so like 22 years old, health yeah, insurance, yeah, you yeah. know, salary. Like, these are pretty attractive things, like if you, you know, want to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I said to him, I said, man, I said, all right, if I, if I come to work, I was like, you got to send me to Italy. I was like, I have <laughs> to go to Italy. <laughs> when it worked, I think I was there for... I don't know, maybe two months, and then he promoted me to chef cuisine. So and you got hired as a sous well, chef? I got hired in as a sous chef, yeah. Okay. So then he uh, promoted me to chef cuisine, which was really cool. Just a step up in that like management direction of helping to lead a team is, is great, and that's you know one of my things that I love to do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, work, work, work. Um, finally, uh, the time come. And uh, away we go. To Italy? Firenze, yeah. Nice. Um, so that was... How cool. Yeah, it was... And the coolest part about it was is that I went to go work and learn is with the guys that he went to culinary school with. It yeah. was the guys that he grew up with as friends. And that was like, you know, hearing stories. They both spoke, you know, mm-hmm. very good English, obviously. They like hearing stories about it and all that stuff, so... That was a unbelievable um, experience, you know. The uh, I learned how to make um, these semolina gnocchi that are actually on the menu currently mm-hmm. on the uh, fire tower while I was over there. Just seeing like the culture. I mean, I'd I'd actually already been like once before and mm-hmm. uh, been back once again afterwards. So you have a, a pretty <laughs> yeah. big love of yeah. Italy, huh? Yeah. I think exactly. anyone that knows so, you now yeah. knows that that there's like this yeah. Italian. Yeah. Oh, did that come from working at that restaurant or? So they did kind of like it had always kind of stemmed my um, my grandmother. 
you know, Italian. I guess with frying the zucchini uh, blossoms yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and, you know, the, it's not what my grandmother made. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my grandmother was Italian. And then my dad, it was always like pasta. You know, yeah, I yeah. remember kneading dough as a kid on the kitchen table. He'd set the timer. He's like, all right, you got to knead it for three minutes. <laughs> right. So that was always fun. So, yeah, I've always, I've always been uh, in tune with cooking the Italian way. Love it. Which oftentimes, you know, translates here to the uh, southern The way, southern way. Know? Yeah, so. yeah. Speaking of that, so anyway, you have this great trip to Italy. How long yeah. were you there? Uh, I was there for a little over two weeks, I think. Wow. It was yeah, it was, it was fun. It was All great. of that time was in Firenze? Uh, Fidenze? Uh, no, so I went to uh, Vecchio was where uh, Lacanda was, which is another, you know, the two. I worked mm-hmm. for um, Francesco, and then I worked with uh, Christian. Gotcha. And so his restaurant, uh, Francesca was in Firenze, and then Christian, his restaurant was in uh, Vecchio, which is right outside of Borgo San Lorenzo. So, again, nice. like stone's throw from, you know, nice Florence anyways. So yeah. It was, uh, it was an amazing time. And then came, came back. you know, back to work, whole, I guess. Yeah, yeah, back to work, you know, via Vite. And then, uh, you know, we did like the big, you know, Welcome back dinner. I cooked food that I learned how to make over there, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Yeah. And then on to Blackberry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. so we were your, Blackberry was your next stop after that. That was it. So, so what drew you to to Blackberry? You know, I'd always heard about, you know, this Roland Chateau property in, um, you know, Tennessee. And, you know, Joseph had just won the James Beard. Mm-hmm. Um, started to get a little more in tune with it. The farm, the table, you know, everything. So this is around, what, 2015, 2015, yeah. 14, yeah. in that time frame, I guess? Yeah, April will be six years. Okay. No, I woke up at, like, 30 years old, <laughs> and I said, I said, well, got a couple options, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was stay here, maybe find another job. It was, like, this kind of limbo where I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to throw it all in. Here we go. Why not? Yeah. So, so you just applied uh, to the applied, barn, or applied to the barn, drove down. Actually, uh, my dad and I drove down, stayed out in Townsend. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> came and did a little, uh, came and did a little stage um, for like that night. Like it was, it was literally one of my days off at Via Vite, and like we drove down mm-hmm. that morning. I came, I staged, and it was like a short stage. I was only here from like two to. Two to six. Really? Yeah. So not through uh, service. But, yeah, not, yeah. Not a full service. They were just like, you can stay if you want. And I was like, gonna drive home. I was like, I have to drive. <laughs> I was like, I gotta drive back. Sure. No, actually, you know what? I'm so sorry. Actually, it was eight a.m. I was eight a.m. to six p.m. Okay. Went to the main, the main house, house first. That's right. So like, I went and stopped with Josh Feathers. Uh, you know. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> I will say this is pretty funny though. It's like. I was like, not knowing what to expect at all, right? And Josh goes, "All right, uh, cook me some eggs." And I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "I haven't done that in a while." <laughs> Please, uh, culinary school training. Yeah, well, yeah. Actually, my internship was actually the saving grace on that because, like, the Mother's Day brunches and stuff of like course, that. Of course, yes. Uh, yeah, no, he's like so. Do me a rolled omelet, uh, a couple eggs over medium, uh, and some over easies. I was like, okay, 
All right. And like the whole time this is going on, there's actually like breakfast service going right. on. So they're busy too. And I'm like, I don't want to get in your way. Am I in your way? Am I in your yeah. I'm sorry. Like, you know, like everybody's looking at me like this guy, get him out of here. Yeah. So that was fun though. But yeah, I think I, uh, I think I must've, you know, hit the temps because, you know, I'm well, still here, here you are. I'm yeah. I guess, I guess so. Yeah. Then, uh, got hired on, um, decided to, take the job step down from you know chef cuisine to uh garbage line cook line cook <laughs> so that's the job yeah so i was like and you know honestly for any um you know cooks out there or anybody that's listening to this podcast um that is young in the culinary school or coming out of it mm-hmm. garbage is the best the best place to start station to start yeah I mean, it is, you know, you sh- you have to learn um, how to be quick because you're the first you're the first food out most right. of the time. It's the importance of you know salt and tasting your food you know quickly and making the split second second decision that ultimately I think is you know great building blocks for taking that next step. Yeah, you know sometimes like on a different station you have like some things multiple components that will like you know i don't know play off of each other more for lack of better terms cover something up that you you know huh. had maybe done something wrong and i think that you know a lot of times in garmage it's got to be right and right now yeah <laughs> you know because you're out of the door first teaching huh. uh cooks and it's also the unbelievable is the best spot to learn because you watch every other station you yeah because after yours goes out then you like start to like pay attention to everything else you see the system so, so to speak is, yeah i mean like i loved honestly starting at the um starting at garbage yeah it was um it was fun you know once you left garbage then you kind of just did the cycle so the cycle there yeah. was to go onto the meat side, no, or so where'd you go? We would go. I think for I think the barn kind of cycle we always did was garbage, fish entremet, fish, fish entremet, gotcha. meat entremet, meat roast, and then you know wherever you landed after that. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. Understood. So, um, so that no, so you went through that. That took what to go through that cycle? Um, Eighteen months, something like that. No, so faster, I, that, slower. I did. I did the barn cycle and i think a little under like nine months gotcha and but you're then, a chef to cuisine yeah. coming in then you got promoted to sous chef or what happened next i did that was <laughs> uh <laughs> so that was timing um i had just gone to i think it was february 24th i was in louisville mm-hmm. or lexington with josh feathers and Huh. Um, we were doing a an event, uh-huh. Pappy event. Right, I remember yeah. that. I remember yeah. that. And then I think it was after that some things changed, and then yeah, Cassidy yeah. sous chef by yeah, Cassidy. Yeah. Um, so Cassidy then, was the chef. Yeah, then. Cassidy was the chef, and uh, it was there for you know like I think we did you know a lot of amazing events there. Like after that, you know, Renee Redzepi came, and then I think the last great event we did that well, I mean, that I was a part of there that was really fun was um, when Grant Ackett's came and Lenny and right. that was 
that was uh, for passing was, the torch yeah for mm-hmm. passing the torch that was a lot of fun chocolate smoke and yeah <laughs> and stuff <laughs> you know lcd sound system blaring over the loudspeakers smoke yeah. going in the dining room a little different was, than the normal yeah barn service a little bit different um so that was fun but man the barn was the barn was absolutely an amazing place to work it was so fun to you know meeting chefs you know Danielle Ballou, Eric Repair, you know, Lachlan, and all these guys that come, and you have these, like, unbelievable chances to meet right? and to work alongside with all the events that we do at the barn was, like, was amazing. And that was, that was, you know, kind of, I tossed back and forth right. when, you know, we had talked about the fire tower. Right. So I was like, huh, ah, well. Because I remember, I, I do, I remember, you know, talking to you about the Fire Tower yeah. um, opportunity, which was the executive chef of the Fire Tower yeah. at the Blackberry Mountain, the new hotel yeah. we, were, yeah. we were opening. Yeah. None of us knew exactly what it was going to be, <laughs> you know, because it was in construction. And, uh, you know, the, on paper, the Fire Tower at the time was going to be a breakfast and lunch restaurant. Yeah. With this <laughs> uh, pizza flatbread sort of concept running yeah. in it and... You were a sous chef at the barn at Blackberry mm-hmm. Farm, and and I, uh, I mean, I would, I remember, you know, what I would call a, a hesitancy or, or just an unknown, you know, yeah. do I want to go be the chef of what on paper looks like a much more casual, yeah. you know, direction in a lunch and breakfast re- direction, or do I want to be at the barn still? Mm. Sort of, I remember talking about it. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was, and it. it it truly was. Um, I, man, I batted that one back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think it was the actual time that you, like, drove me up here and I saw it for the first time. And I, I mean, I still tell everybody this story. I said, I got out of the car and I looked around. And I said, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, if you, the place does sell itself a little bit. <laughs> in, if you have not been to the fire tower yet and you have not had the chance to uh, see these views, whoo. Yeah, it is. It's. A, I mean, we're sitting... Uh, in the the library outside the fire tower yeah. and looking toward Knoxville, and it is it's just an amazing view, an amazing yeah. day. And it's a crystal clear day. It is. Wow. It looks great. Yeah. It's so amazing. you saw the place. You said okay. Um, yeah. You know, I was I was excited about that. And yeah. Then you know we opened Blackberry Mountain in February mm-hmm. of 2019. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Okay. I, I hate to get it wrong on the podcast, but I yeah. think February of, of 2019, uh, so two two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah, two and a half years ago. Yeah. And what has evolved since then? Well, I mean, so I'm, I'm just going to go back to where this, like, I think it, like, started for me here. Like, yeah. Taking the job is I was, like, I was nervous, obviously, about the fact that it was breakfast and lunch. And then, so I think it was one of those things that you have to like overcome and like think to yourself, like, just because it's breakfast and lunch doesn't mean it can't be be like, something it can't amazing. be like you know elevated food. It doesn't mean that it can't be ingredients or quality that you would get, say, at the barn or some techniques or whatever. Like using that at breakfast to elevate it was kind of always my push, and you know that I think there was some pushes on the uh, breakfast menu or something that most people were like this is breakfast like you know like yeah well it doesn't have to just be your traditional breakfast you know i'm not just sending out eggs and bacon i mean right. that was 
you know, thing that I think we pushed for up here. And I think it was pretty well received uh, at the start when we opened um, that breakfast was a little different. And it was yeah. – uh, it was fun. I mean, we still had the eggs and bacon, obviously. you got to keep everybody happy. Yeah, that's one um, of the challenges. But, you know, then there is, you know, like a, a soba noodle bowl, and, like, people were eating noodles and, you know, broth for breakfast. And yeah. Like, well, and we sold it. Right. And they loved it. But as we evolve, as we always do, when we became a <laughs> dinner restaurant and, you know, a lunch and dinner, that's where we started to have a little bit more fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it seemed like our guests were really telling us, they wanted more options for dinner. Yeah. You know, and that's like, you know. Yeah. I think that's where, you know, that came from, it, it seemed. So I guess that was this year, 2021, we opened all the time for dinner. We opened some yeah, over we last doing, year, right? Yeah. We were doing Saturdays. We were doing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Saturday. During busy season. Last year. So last through the year. fall yeah. last year. Oh. And then <laughs> now here we are with a dinner restaurant yeah. And, yeah. Um, and a lunch restaurant. Yeah, um sure. What do you think, you know, so you run a restaurant now that's mm-hmm. that's part of a hotel, mm-hmm. um, different than freestanding, you know, restaurant. What are what are some of the the ups and downs of that? Or do you feel that, that there is a difference? Um, well, I haven't, like, obviously I'll say the difference is, is the knowing part. We are fortunate here at BlackBerry that we know how many, how many people guests. are coming or we know how many people are on, you know, reservations, you know. At Via Vite, uh, we might have a hundred people on the books, and we end up knowing four hundred. I mean, it was like that insane on on Friday and Saturday wow. nights because we were right on Fountain Square. It was a walk. Okay, it's just a very large attraction. But yeah, so that's like one thing that's like you know, mm-hmm. order correctly, make sure you prep correctly, make sure everything stays fresh tonight, and you make it again. So you can be really tight yeah. with with very the systems. Tight, very tight with systems. Um, so. That's one thing that I do love here. Yeah. Is that I definitely have the advantage to keep, you know, keep food costs in line, keep, you know, produce in line. I don't do not like cluttered walk-ins. Yeah. So uh, everything has to be small <laughs> quantities, just what kind of you need, not excess amounts of things and whatnot. So, yeah, we're pretty fortunate for nice. that. Nice. You know, here, for sure. Um, that's one of my... That's what it is nice. Yeah. I, I appreciate it as yeah. well, obviously. It's, yeah. like, it's nice knowing what's happening yeah, on a exactly. daily basis. You know, I I remarked earlier when we were talking, I said, you know, anyone that knows you know there's this like Italian flair yeah. to, to a lot of your food. Yeah. What how would you describe your food? The food of the fire tower even. We try to cook with local ingredients. I think a lot of classic dishes, if you will, but with new technique or new flair or something a little different trust me i didn't invent gnocchi pesto i mean right i, I didn't do it um i wish i did <laughs> <laughs> you know and then we have like the cruise farm buttermilk uh, ricotta that like we whip and it's nice and airy and the gnocchi sit on that pillow and then you know we take instead of putting nuts into the pesto which we always you know have to like always accommodate to any dietary mm-hmm. uh, you know we dust it with like a pistachio duster it's like i don't know how to say that that is like a that's a classic kind of dish you know but we just do a few things different you and know, then it lightens it up a little yeah, lightens and... up i think that um a lot of our food up here is light we don't use a lot of butter we don't use hardly any cream 
I mean, the the biggest thing that we use is probably like Cruise Farm milk and right. their buttermilk. That, like again, that's like local, great local, yeah, you know, great product. Local product. We got tons of farmers around here that we've um, been working with. You know, some for years and some new. You know, I think it's really the expansion of the Blackberry Mountain has probably benefited a lot of small local farmers in the fact that we have, you know, at the farm we would rely on the farm. Right. We would get produce from there. We would grow specialty ingredients that we would utilize out of the garden over there. And we don't have that here, you know. So we have the guy who I, you know, buy honey from. He's growing me Aleppo peppers. Uh, he, he and you just, you just asked him to? Yeah, yeah. the Aleppo's, yeah. <laughs> he, sends me, um, he sends me pictures of the fire tower from his property. Because he lives down, yeah, just down the valley. right over the hill here. So that's... That's special. I think that's really cool, and I think it's special, like a lot of special stories that develop. It makes me think a lot, though, about you know the cuisine, and you mentioned that there are some similarities, I think, between Italian and, and yeah. sort of Southern, I guess yeah. we'd call it that. Of course. But I'm not sure that the food here, well, I mean, tell me, like, what is Southern cuisine to you? Does it, I mean, is it what you're doing? I don't, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of, like, I have to, like, backtrack on that and say that, like, I don't want to, like, stereotype some kind of, like, southern cuisine and say that it's got to be biscuits and gravy or right, it's got braised collards or, you right, yeah. or anything like that. But, you know, growing, growing and eating locally, seasonally, I think is kind of in canning, preserving. These are all things that are basis, you know, in Italian cuisine mm-hmm. like there you know everything was preserved or you know you know under oil whatever right you know? so, so it's interesting that you said italian cuisine just now because yeah. i thought you were going to say oh, southern. southern cuisine because yeah, exactly. that that description so, I mean, you know yeah. to me matches a lot of times and like i think that was kind of you know my draw to you know being in the southeast now is is kind of that. And those similarities yeah. exist. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so like a produce driven yeah. cuisine. And I think, you know, I just find it so, I find it so much more in the South that you find restaurants or you find chefs or, you know, that, or just, you know, home cooks that care more about their ingredients or mm. like their preservation, saving it for the winter. Um, if you will. Interesting. Um, I think that, I don't know, driving through the southeast, there's so many, like, little small gyms that you find that, I don't I don't know, you don't find yeah. up north. That's interesting. I, mean, I say it like that, but, like, you know, it's just what it is. Just, <laughs> it is what it is. I love that. I mean, and I think it is interesting, though. I mean, you're using great local ingredients, yeah. you know, even probably some techniques. But I think the I, I do think there is still a stereotype about what southern food is. Yeah. Um that that I think, you know, um you know, people like you are are changing. Yeah. You know, that this is food of this place. Yeah, we're um, in the south. Hard to so ignore. That, yeah. kind of a thing. <laughs> if you're in the south, that's southern food. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I do think too that you seem or maybe this property, you know, seems more open to using kind of uh, flavors of the world yeah. too. Is that true? Is that uh, something you yeah. shoot for? I mean, or I think so. 
I don't go too crazy. I've never been a huge spice yeah. guy, really. Yeah. And it, like it doesn't it. feature prominently in most Italian no. cuisine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is middle of uh, September 2021 yeah. now, right? Last you know year and a half, almost two years, have, have certainly been a challenge. Yeah. Um, but I think we also have seen a lot of, of change and evolution you know, through that. What do you see as, as current trends that are, um, whether it's in food or in the industry, that, that you're, you're following or that you're, you're noticing? I mean, I know like staffing is something everyone talks about as a trend in this industry. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, yeah, that, that's a trend everywhere. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know if it's just this industry, you know. Obviously, with COVID, like seeing how many more places are like, have focused on like selling family meals out of their restaurants. I think it's, yeah, to go food. Yeah, to go food is like so huge, and it's like quick, fast, casual like yeah. concepts out there are just are they popping up more. Yeah, yeah, they're you know exceeding and like. Do you think that just, cat can ever be put back in the bag? I don't think it will. Seems I like mean, there's I like I don't know. It's like and at some point, like you know, as like a culinarian, like we always we love to travel. We love to. Go experience. to new restaurants, you know, have dining experiences. Uh, you know, I just hope that you know this industry. <laughs> it's it's not, interesting. Not, not I, to be like you know, you know, gloom and doom here, but like I mean, you know, great restaurants still popping up would be you know some of them are starting to come back, you know, and like there's new ones. Well, and I I wonder, you know, they say everything is cyclical. Will there be in another five years? You know, this like this rash of super fine dining tasting menu only yeah. you know kind of restaurants but i do think I that so. guest expectations for to-go food has really increased yeah it used to be like if you're gonna get to go it had to be fast casual yeah. and now it's like fine dining restaurants have, have yeah, figured that out sure. yeah 100 well, what do you want to continue to explore in, in your cooking like what what interests you right now what are the new things you're thinking of just you know, for me it's like it's how to find new ingredients new local produce um new farmers stuff like that you know different honeys um tasting different things and kind of you know figuring out how we make this work uh that's kind of like what we like to do we like taste things and then say hmm what would that go with? Or what would this go with? And that's how you create uh, a dish, yeah. for instance? That's how we usually create. We have a chance to have a pretty, you know, great opportunity to R&D things yeah. here. I mean, we're, we're very fortunate in that aspect of, you know, if we want to, you know, get some, you know, produce or get a different cut of meat that, like, we have – you know, nobody's going to be breathing down our neck or is like, you know, honestly, that's when we like go back to like, you know, independent restaurant mm-hmm. and, you know, here it's like, we're, we're pretty fortunate yeah. that we have the opportunity to buy an extra or different cut of meat and to play with that or buy some different ingredients or honeys yeah. and stuff like that. And just, you know, kind of have a little discover. bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. Discover, you know, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't for sure. Awesome. <clears throat> Switching gears just a little bit, um, you recently had a son. I did, and I I've, did. I've enjoyed seeing some photos of yeah. you know you and him cooking. Yeah, we, yeah. Is that something that you're really excited to teach him? Um, <laughs> yeah, his uh, mother and I, Kaylee, I was the food and beverage director at the 
farm, we always make a joke. <laughs> you're not going to be a chef, <laughs> but you're going to be a good cook. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be able to host some good weekend parties. That is the that's yeah. the best thing. You and your dad cooked. cooked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the best thing for sure. Um, but yeah, his excitement, like I'll be stirring, like we were stirring, we were making um, – we were just making a, a regu, like a zucchini uh, sugo at home. And uh, I was stirring the sofrito, and, like, as the steam comes up, his eyes just go, like, right into it. And, like, uh, you know, it's just because it's the first time he's ever seen steam. So, <laughs> but it's fun. Awesome. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's. Well, con- congratulations. Amazing. Yeah, for sure. That, um, that's amazing. It teaches a lot of patience. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that we work on here. Yes. That's one thing that we work on here very much is patience. Um, in the fire tower, we've always kind of hired cooks that are willing to learn. You know, maybe they don't know everything, but we've always kind of been a, a teaching kitchen up here. Yeah. Uh, kind of the uh, mentor type um, system, and we've had great success with a lot of yeah. uh, our young cooks. And that, you know, it's always, I don't need to know how much you know, but I need to know what your willingness to learn is and what your willingness and your ability to retain the information yeah. that we give you. And, uh, like that's, and that's working. Like fatherhood and, yeah. kinda, you know. So we have an amazing crew up here. Uh, the executive uh, sous chef, Matt mm-hmm. um, Ramirez, we went to culinary school together. So you know that, obviously. Yeah. yeah. We've been friends for 15 years. Over that's 16 awesome. 16 years now, so. It's a it's a great relationship. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Well, you you have built a great team up here and a, a great restaurant. Yeah. You know, I think. Thank you. And I think our, our guests agree. So, well, thank you for taking time yeah. to talk to us on the podcast it's, today. It's been fun. It's been fun for me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Blackberry Podcast. Continue following the journey wherever you subscribe. Thank you to our guests, interviewers, and audience. Dive into more stories, videos, photos, and podcast episodes on theblackberrymagazine.com. Make a great day.